Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Now, here's your host, Gary Zermelin. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0 radio show. Um, on this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals to sharpen our skills, learn new ideas and concepts, share best practices, and get to know really smart people. Listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the very end so that you can engage with them. And as always, we will conclude with a sales tip from me at the very end. Well, I'm really excited about this show today. Uh, We have some awesome subject matter that we're going to be covering. Uh, We're going to get some great insights uh, from our guests today. We're going to get some great words of wisdom and we'll get a glimpse at some other opportunities as well in the future for, you know, people who are looking to get into uh, a great job opportunity or perhaps be in their own business. Uh, So we have two guests. Uh, The first one I'll give you a brief introduction on will be John Davis, and and, and he is an action coach. And so, uh, you know, he's pretty much there to help businesses. It's it's helping those owners achieve their dreams and get some of the fundamentals that they need to be successful. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also have Frank Thomas with us, with Basha, and, and this is going to be really interesting because we're going to, he has something to share with us, uh, and opportunities for people uh, to get into their own businesses, to learn a little bit more about uh, the security systems and the needs that are out there and the future of us. So we're going to get some great uh, information on all of that as well for today. But let's first start off uh, with John Davis. Let me give you a little bit of a brief description of, of him and, and, uh, and the company. Uh, so Action Coach, they, they, what they do is they partner uh, with business owners to build a business that generates the dreams they had when they started. It's just to kind of keep that going and make sure that actually happens. And they kind of have a formula. Uh, they do. It, it, they have dreams. Then we have the goals, uh, the learning, the planning, the action. So we get those all going, and he'll talk more about that with us. Then we start seeing success. Um, these are tools uh, that they have in a network of coaches, allows to support the owner along the way um, and giving them those fundamentals, uh, building a niche, the business growth plan, uh, creating leveraging and developing that team to drive them to success. So that's, that's what Action Coach does, and John will give us more details on that. But John, before you do, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what even got you into this. Uh, thanks, Gary. Yeah, I uh, appreciate being on here and uh, the opportunity. Uh, what got me into this, I've, I'd spent 26 years in the, the corporate space uh, working through that, looking to be a, uh, wanted to be a president of an operating company in the, in the Fortune 100, Fortune 200 world. And I always wondered, what's my entrepreneurial opportunity? Frank, you know, we were talking about earlier, Frank mentioned, you know, some people just think that they're going to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but they don't know what it's going to be. Mm. And I always wondered what it was going to be. And uh, my my family, uh, I, I didn't realize at the time, but they were entrepreneurs. My dad owned his own accounting business. My mom was was working in small businesses. And I, I always thought that small business had a, a different set of opportunities. And I saw a chance to take what I had learned in the corporate space, what I've learned from Action Coach, to to serve the uh, the the small business owner, right? Because as we talk, there's there's nothing to really 100 prepare you to be a business owner. There's no. there's always some gap. There's some dream. 
there's some skill, there's some area of expertise, but there's also gaps and opportunities. And if I can work with them and partner with them to find where are their opportunities to really excel? I want to be part of that story. It's almost like the school of, of hard knocks. I mean, you're just right. learning one thing after another the hard way. And we can learn that way. But perhaps having someone like yourself, we can accelerate the success because we don't <laughs> you can learn from others. Exactly. Learn from others' mistakes, not your own. Yeah. So one of the things that you know, you, it was mentioned is you help with the fundamentals. So tell us a little bit about that and, and why is that important to someone who's running their own business? When you're starting your own business or in your own business, you're getting bombarded with a million different of your own ideas, your team's ideas, and the market's ideas. And sometimes we forget what it takes to get started, right? And the fundamentals for us when you're starting a business is to get out of the chaos mode. In the very beginning, it's chaos. Uh, and the fundamentals are what, what's your destination? Get clear about your dreams and your goals. If you're not clear on where you're going and why you're doing it, the decisions you make will be fuzzy and erratic. If you're clear, your, your decisions become much more obvious. If you're clear on your destination, uh, knowing your money, a lot of people don't understand the financial situation uh, and knowing how you spend your time because time is a big, big problem for business owners and figuring out how you spend your time, how you're going to invest your time. You can make more money. You can't make more time as you, as you know. Uh, so there's, there's that one. And then of course is delivery. What's the customer get from you? What's their customer experience? Why do they work from you? Those are the fundamentals. If you, if you don't have those four, you're still going to be in chaos mode. It's so hard uh, to concentrate on those because if you're running your own business, uh, you're doing what you're good at doing and you're also putting out fires a lot and you're kind of, it's, it's hard to see the big picture because you're so wrapped up in the middle of it and you almost need somebody else to come in there and, and help you see what's really going on. Absolutely. I mean, I have a, a client who, when I met him, I'd say it was in the first three minutes, he says, I'm not good with numbers. Mm, yeah. I, he, he had a mental block from school that he's like, I'm not good with math. Well, he's not going to be biased towards working on his, his QuickBooks or his balance sheet or understanding his financials or pricing or, or any of those things. So that personal gap that he grew up with gets in the way of just running his business, whether he likes numbers or not, at some point he can delegate it and outsource it, but he needs to understand them. Yeah. So business education on numbers is a big, big example of what yeah. you're talking about. And one of the biggest challenges for, for a business, and I know I've run across it myself, is that it's the consistency. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about that, all of us, not that long ago, about getting that reoccurring revenue, by, that it's consistent. Because I get a good month, and that's great, and the next month is really bad. And then, you know, it's, this, it's, it's difficult to budget. It's difficult to live that life. How do you help people with that? So in that area, it, it gets into why you're unique. Right, understanding what what is it about you and your company that can do something that other people can't do, mm. right? And when you can clarify that, you can market yourself a little bit better, you know, a lot better actually. Uh, you can execute better, and then you're going to get repeat business, right? Depending upon what it is that you're selling. Sometimes it's a recurring service, mm -hmm. right? So the the salons right down the street, right? They have to get somebody to come back every time, or they can create a different model. Uh, that's that Frank's going to talk about later. That you can create different ways of. Uh, creating recurring revenue. So we, we start with what, why are you different? How are you going to market yourself and who's your target audience? And once you've defined your target audience, you can get into your lead generation, your conversion, uh, your repeat transaction strategies. Does that, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, what I think is also kind of interesting is a lot of people think that we're going to go for a coach uh, because we're broken. Um, that something's not working. 
that we need to fix something or maybe we're plateaued or whatever. But that's not always the reason why you go in there. It's not, is that the case? Sometimes you go in there when nothing is broken. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, tons of people, they, they, they come up to me and say, I need a coach. I need to talk to you. Right. That means they're in some form of fear, crisis. scared, they're crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could certainly work with those people. I love to work with those people because I don't want to see a business fail because that brings down the owner, the families of the employees, uh, and then the customers it impacts the customers too. Um, but you know, part of the area we work with people is on mindset, right? I think you, you and I have talked about this, Gary, is if somebody's running from a problem and they have a fear, they're going to run until they're out of that pain mm. until the pain's gone. Right. It goes back to when we were caveman. If you're running from a tiger, once you got away from the tiger, you stopped running. Uh, the best customer is somebody who's got some dreams that is, has a big set, you know, a, a big target that they're looking to build something. They want to, uh, they've got a big, big goal ahead of them. That's somebody who's got the passion who's going to get up every day and keep working until they've achieved their mission. So I can work with both ends. Uh, I would ideally find somebody who's in, you know, is in a little bit of crisis and then they find out that they've, we've created their dreams that they never even thought were possible um, and created that passive income and a lifestyle of, of fun and games because I mean, we all love to work. We're business owners. We love to work, but there's nothing wrong with some fun and games. Yeah. Well, I find so interesting as I'm speaking to entrepreneurs and, and the ones that are successful is they look at me and they go, I didn't realize it was going to be this hard to be successful. You know, you right. think once you're successful, everything gets easier. But they say it's actually got a lot harder. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Why is it getting harder for them? I, I think because it's not, they haven't figured out their time and they haven't figured out what they're good at, mm. right? And what they're not good at. Um, and, and there's also a fear of delegation, and fear of understanding that the people aren't in their team aren't going to execute at their level. I literally met uh, somebody a couple of weeks ago and I said, Hey, I have some contacts in your industry from my past. I'd love to, to connect you with them. And he's like, Oh no, 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 I don't want to grow. Why don't want to, why don't you want to grow? He's like, Oh, I don't want to work more hours. I'm like, no, that that's not it. Right. You got to figure out what it is that you do very well, stick to that and gradually delegate and train others or hire others to do it for you. Yeah. I mean, that's really the, I always tell people the, the luxury of a growing business is that you can start bringing more people on. Absolutely. You don't have to be doing everything. A little bit hard in the beginning when we can't afford to necessarily bring a lot of people, but you do have that ability when you're growing and they can help you do the things that you're not so good at doing. And so bring someone in smarter, better at it, whatever that may be. So I kind of, at least my next question is, I mean, how do you help in that world? Is that old expression is getting the people on the bus and then getting the right people in the right seats on the bus. Uh, how do you help with that? Yeah. So real quick, I want to go back to the last point too. The one other thing when you bring those people on those smart people is they can also build the systems and document it for you. You don't have to do it all. Mm. You know, that they can document what their work is and help you fine tune the process for you. So that's part of getting the right people on. Um, but part of, I mean, recruiting really is a marketing challenge, right? It's a marketing activity. That's People true. think of it different, but when you've defined why you're unique and if, when the beginning, when you work on your destination, you set your vision and your mission and your goals, that's going to, um, that triggers your, your business, but it also sets the culture for your employees. So when you have a straight, we have a strong vision, mission, and culture, and you know why you're unique, that's what you market to the prospective employees because they want to be part of something. Everybody wants to be part of something. I know there's a lot of negativity right now about, about the workforce and the population and, you know, whether people want to work. But if you motivate people, they will get on board and you'll get the right people. And if they're not inspired by your vision, your mission, or et cetera, 
fine. You don't want them on your bus anyway. Right. <laughs> it's also finding out what motivates them and then tying that in to your goals and, and, and things as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. it gets into there's fit, there's cultural fit, there's, you know, mm-hmm. personality fit. Um, but if you market to the people, you know, your business to the people that would be inspired by what you do, you will find the right people. And if you treat them right and you, you invest in them, they, they will stay. Uh, and, and you don't have to pay top dollar to have somebody stay. If you've got the right culture and the right mission and they're loving every day, they'll stay. Yeah. I know you do some workshops and things like that. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so you offer these workshops periodically. Uh, is that something that some of our listeners, they, they could take part in and, and how would they do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our business was built on workshops mm-hmm. Um, with seminars, uh, I can do them virtually. I, right now, those of us here in the, the Atlanta area, I'm doing one on January 26th, Thursday, 26th, February the 9th at the 1818 club in Duluth. Uh, it's a, it's a free lunch, hey. uh, provide you some lunch, uh, provide you some business education, about an hour and a half of business education with other business owners who are looking to change and, and reach their goals. Right. So, and it's, that's unique too, for a business owner to, I I've seen it where, they're with a certain uh, set of individuals and they act a certain way, but when they're around a business owner, they open up differently. Even if it's a different industry, they just totally open up because they're, they're in a a club that other, that few understand. So you'll be in there with business owners and you're going to get the network, meet some other business owners. So I've got some workshops face to face and then, uh, you know, people can reach out. I can, I can do it uh, virtually Mm. uh, in any, any space. I don't have any scheduled right now, but it's easy to schedule a virtual one. Sure. And, and sometimes you may just meet with them and just to see if you're a good fit. Um, I'm Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A 20 minute phone call, yeah. 20 minute phone call, talk about your business, talk about where you want to take and it. And you're both kind of going to, you're both going to know at the end of that, you know, what we need to be doing. Absolutely. I, I guess one more question before we go, I, tell me a success story. Tell me someone that you work with that you, you helped out and made a difference. Wow. Um, there's a number of them. Um, I'll kind of give you a a consolidation of number of stories. It goes back to the numbers was the number of people who um, they didn't understand their numbers. Mm. And after a few months, they're like, okay, now I understand my P and L and now I can start to make decisions. So, I mean, and then as a result, each of them had record months. And by the way, folks, if you don't know what P and L is, Oh, you profit and loss statement. You, you might need to be talking to John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, the, that's one of them. And as a result of that, each of those companies that are in that space have had record months uh, in just the past year. Wow, that's fantastic. Congratulations to Thank you, you for that. It's and, a lot of fun. And for, and for the, well, that's part of it, too, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we're here because it is fun. We, we love doing what we do. And I know for me, I mean, I vicariously live through them. If they're meeting their goals and, and they're growing, um, then I... I mean, I celebrate with them on that. And that's a lot of fun. And, and you get to do that as well. And uh, having that passion, I can see it. And uh, boy, if, if I'm out there, I have a business and I feel I need some fundamentals or whatever, I'd be definitely reaching out to John. This is a guy who has a lot of passion for it. Um, he has a lot of connections as well, right? If you, if you can't do something for somebody, um, I'm guessing you probably have a lot of people that you could refer them to. Absolutely. I love doing that. I, I love connecting people to other people that need them because it's win-win, right? You're helping two businesses or, and not to mention all those families all at the same time. Yeah. So. And I think that's something else because that's another challenge if you're running your own business is like, okay, I need some help with this. Maybe it's my QuickBooks, maybe it's HR, whatever it is. And I don't even know where to go who to go to? Do I hire someone? Is it fractional? I mean, it's just, 
no. a little bit overwhelming, you would help with that as too. That as well. Absolutely. Uh, this is fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you for having me here, Gary. Oh, it's really been great. It. Before you go, though, share with our group, you know, what would be a way, great way to get in contact with you? Is there a website? Is there a phone number? What would be the way that they should reach out to you? Yes. Yeah, so the website is John Davis uh, at actioncoach.com or it's John Davis actioncoach.com. Um, J O H N D A V I S dot actioncoach.com. Or you can call me 817 Either of those works uh, out there on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm sure that'll get shared as well. That's fantastic. John, it was great having you on. And thanks for all of your insights. Oh, thank I mean, you, I Gary. We all learned something. And uh, that's part of what this is all about. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, so now we're going to have our next guest. Uh, it's going to be Frank Thomas. I'll give you a little bit of background on him. Now, he comes with a corporation, one of the oldest and one of the largest privately held global organizations out there. So that's kind of interesting. He'll be sharing a little bit more about Bosch, what they do, but they do business divisions. They have a number of them. It's mobility, uh, industrial controls, consumer goods, uh, building technologies. They have a lot of divisions. It's, it's a really big, big company and very successful as well. Um, so he'll, he'll talk a little bit more about that and then other possibilities that people could uh, get working through indirectly, Bosch and all that. So further ado, Frank, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into all of this? <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate being here also, Gary. I, it was wonderful meeting you, John. Um, uh, I got into this uh, oh, now about 25 years ago. Um, me mechanical engineer by you know education, but uh, um, when I came into the Atlanta marketplace, there was an opportunity to, I've always been an entrepreneur in heart and uh, wanted to uh, start my own business and had some folks that were, uh, that I was partnered with and started doing low voltage systems is how I got started. Okay. And uh, for those out there that are not sure what that yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what does that mean, low yeah. voltage? Low voltage yeah. systems like surveillance systems okay. uh, for, for businesses, alarm systems, fire alarm systems, those sorts of things, they all operate on a, on a infrastructure that is low voltage, not 120 volts, yeah. but down in the, you know, 12 volts DC and AC uh, circuit. So um, it was, it's on, honestly an easy uh, uh, bar of entry to get into the low voltage systems. You know, you're not going to electrocute yourself and fall off a ladder. That's good. Like it that. might be okay for me to consider <laughs> exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. So that was a, a big motivator for me. It was an easy bar of entry. Um, and, uh, and it also appealed to my, my sense of I'm a little bit, uh, uh, maybe ADD or ADHD or whatever they might say, but I like uh, things that change and mm -hmm. projects in that world are different every day. So I got very excited about that. So I spent uh, 17 years with my own, had my own business uh, uh, selling to commercial applications in the Southeast, um, uh, moved from that systems integrator. That's what that uh, term is for that company, uh, for those companies out there that do low voltage systems integrations. And basically that comes down to tying those video surveillance systems to your burger alarm system, to potentially your POS systems and so forth. And over the last, uh, uh, maybe about 12 years ago, things started to transition to the IT world, right? Everything yeah. became a network device uh, with an IP address. And as that uh, transition took place, um, I got very motivated to, uh, to see what's happening in the world of IoT. Okay, and so what, let us know, what is IoT, the Internet of Things? What does that mean? 
Well, I, I, we, it's an overused term that uh, probably most people shrug, uh, shrug their shoulders or stare up at the sky when they hear it, uh, unless you've already heard it thousands of times. It's overused for sure. But the, the truth is, is that uh, where it comes down to is Internet of Things is, uh, you know, devices that have IP addresses that are capturing data. Mm. It's kind of as simple as that. Um, and in the world of, of IoT, uh, Bosch uh, building technologies and Bosch in general is probably the the largest single uh, manufacturer of devices that are capturing data. Okay, to give us some examples of some of these devices. So, uh, in the in the case of Bosch, is a great example of you know probably the largest MEMS manufacturer in the world, uh, M E M S, a micro electromechanical system. Uh, these systems are inside your 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 phones. Uh, they tell you whether you're in landscape mode or portrait mode. They're in cars uh, that uh, judge speed and ratios of speed between cars and for anti collision systems. They're also in as simple a device that we use in. in in my division, building technologies, uh, in our uh, panoramic cameras, has three MIMS sensors in it that can detect uh, the gauge of a weapon that could be fired, wow. uh, potentially, and the direction from which it came from. So technology like that is what's taking place in the Internet of Things, is how do we capture data uh, around our surroundings and then make some use of that data outside of it. Um, and that was my, my purpose ultimately for for coming on the show honestly yeah. was to hopefully spark some interest here locally in the community about uh, about the internet of things and the and what it means to be a device on yeah. the network and 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 where that plays for for young people that haven't yet uh, found their rhythm yet and uh, I'm, I'm certainly here because I'm a Bosch, uh, a Bosch fan, of, of, of course, but, but I'm also a fan of my community. And I think that there's some, there's some talent out there that's not aware of how to get into IoT. They might be intrigued by having their own business. Uh, and, and right now, the need for, for talented people to, to, to network these devices, to, to learn this trade. To install and, them. To all install that. them. Uh, it starts as simple as the service industry of running a wire across a business. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, um, a lot of people don't know how to do that. And, uh, and there's a big need. Yeah, tell me a little bit. I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier about a statistic um, that you were mentioning about how many people uh, are, are graduates and how many people are going on. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, uh, you know, forgive me if uh, if I get the numbers slightly off. I don't have it in front of me, but don't quote we, us, folks. We, yeah. we'll, we'll be in the ballpark. We were Jeff. We we were definitely just uh, playing around the other day. My uh, colleague and I trying to understand different industries and and different verticals. My 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 business or my uh, my directive is business development for North America in vertical markets. And one of the things we were were discussing was just how many students are out there mm. in in the K-12 environment. And uh, the number we had came up with is there's something on the order of 50 million students wow. in K-12. through And compare that to higher ed is around 16 million. Wow. Right? So we got about two-thirds of the educated population out there that comes out of, comes out of, um, uh, uh, you know, um, sled comes out of that, you know, K-12 environment that is going to do something other than higher education. 
and that typically is a service industries. I think John might might uh, might agree with that. Is those those service industries are big. And well, in, I've been been told that they're paying better than the people who are graduating. <laughs> The there are 40. many examples of that. <laughs> there are many examples of that. And we were, we were talking earlier that, you know, if, unless you're going to, you know, if you aspire to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, some profession, uh, and I don't mean to dis- dissuade people from, from higher education. There's this tremendous value that I, that I receive from it. Uh, a different set of values that I receive from having my own business, which is, is all learning, learning uh, possibilities. But, if you're not sure where you want to go, and I'm, I'm here to talk to you about this industry of low voltage, uh, unanimously, whoever you speak to among the big systems integrators out there, the Tycos, the ADTs, the JCIs, the Sensormatics, uh, uh, Allied Universal, unanimously, uh, without exception, they are looking for talent uh, to provide installation of these devices. We're talking about that. I mean, you could have the perfect system. We were talking about even like Waffle House or something like that, that they want this integrated system across the board and you could sell them on it and they say, we're ready to go. Let's do it. Yep. But if you don't have the people to be able to install it and integrate and do all of that, yep. it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. And, and actually top, top uh, response from retailers uh, uh, when, when asked, what's the one thing you're looking for? Uh, that's just not happening out there. The number one thing they're asking about is we want all our systems to talk to one another. Oh, yeah. Well, that is code word for IoT. All right, that's the code. Internet of things. That's the internet. They're they're all connected. That's that's the C. It's not just things on the internet. It's the fact that they're all interconnected and working together and gathering this data and then providing it to the user in a way that they can understand, make decisions with. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and I don't want to, you, because you could spend a lot of time talking about, wow, what's the potential of all this data? But the fact of the matter is you're not going to collect any of this data unless you put that device in the right place. Right. And having the right talented group of people to do that. In the case of, uh, of, of Waffle House, and, and, and they, you know, <laughs> you know, that was a, an example of, you know, we have a lot of systems out there. Let's say we want to execute at scale to 20,000 locations across the U.S. Mm. Well, ultimately, that Internet of Things, those devices that we decide to deploy, that technology, uh, needs a set of capable hands and pickup trucks and ladders and, 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 and wire cutters to go out and deploy and install that system. And it needs to be consistent. And it needs to be consistent. That's, that's another whole challenge. Yeah. And, 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 and not, not to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, scare people off either because the, the fact of the matter is right here in, in Forsyth County in coming, if we were to develop a, a for every person that came out of a, a potential training uh, seminar, a certification for Bosch or for other competitive uh, competitor products for everyone that got certified, they would have a job in the marketplace. I mean, guaranteed, Absolutely. guaranteed. Guaranteed. I could, uh, and I would be glad to facilitate the same for, for anybody. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, when I went to college, I had no idea, you know, it was like when I got out, send out the resumes, the yep. whole thing. The fact, if I knew that I had something waiting for me at the end, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been, well, would have lessened the anxiety. There was a lot of anxiety <laughs> yeah. when I graduated. Because all these so, bills and I'm going to pay yeah. them. I don't have a job. I'm living with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it, it's an interesting opportunity to take somebody into uh, a field of, 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 of understanding. And that doesn't necessarily mean this is what you do the rest of your life. I'm, I'm a, maybe an example of that yeah. as well as, uh, you know, I might've started with, 
with uh, the mechanical engineering degree, but my 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 tendency, my propensity was to be uh, 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 was to, was to solve problems, and that's really what I learned how to do yeah. better than better than anything else in the, in school. And so when I looked at an issue like installing, you know, uh, 150 cameras in a Kroger, and having to do that in a in a certain time period in a certain uh, to a certain expertise and to a certain level, well, what are you going to do and how are you going to pull that off? Now, that was that was fun for me. I enjoy that. If you're somebody out there uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that likes to work with their hands, likes to solve problems, uh, likes to have that changing environment on a day-to-day basis, we can, uh, we can help teach you a set of skills that will absolutely get you employed and, and, and open up the, the floodgates of opportunity. Because the way most of us in my age group, I know I sound probably pretty youthful. It's a good thing this is radio, right? But uh, Radio has a lot of advantages. There's a lot that, of advantages that is one here. of them. It's one I like, too. Exactly. But uh, you know, the way most of us got into this industry of security and loss prevention systems and so forth uh, is we just started at um, – at it with somebody else, or we learned it on the on on the run, basically, <clears throat> which is which was fine. But at that uh, this industry kind of just came out of the ground maybe 50, 60 years ago. So so what you're finding out is there's a we need a farm team. We need new folks coming into the industry, and uh, and 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 we hope. What I'm hoping is that <clears throat> the intrigue around. Internet of Things or devices and technologies and networking uh, and the need for the service sides of that industry to deploy this technology becomes intriguing enough that people want to get into the field. Yeah. And, uh, and and ultimately, I think in the long run, you'll end up at Bosch no matter what because we I feel we have the best products. But, um, uh, but in the long run, it helps everybody. It helps those end users like a Waffle House or a Kroger or you know, pick, pick the large chains or the small chains, but it also helps the integrators out there that, that need talent that want to get into the field or if you want to start your own business. Now, maybe in just a minute or two, kind of walk me through it. Let's say I'm saying, you know what, Frank, I'm kind of interested and I just graduated from high school. Uh, what's the first step that I need to do? And then what would be the perhaps second step? And maybe what would be maybe the third step? What would kind of give me the timeline of how that would happen? So, I mean, I'm... I'm Immediately, uh, uh, there are there are tool sets from Bosch, certainly, okay. probably others as well that you can go for free online oh, and learn and no and, charge, and, and no charge, and understand and start to understand the industry. Okay. Uh, which uh, which somebody reach out reaches out to me, I'd be glad to share. That's the, the first step. The Bosch Academy, and it's all online, and you can learn uh, um, from the basics, understanding what a network is, and you yeah. know, right down to the right down to the very simple basics. Uh, to to more specifics about our equipment specifically, but you could do a lot of that online. Um, when you got to a certain point where where you're intrigued by this, um, resources around here that are looking for you know people that on the training level um, uh, are you know, are abundant, whether that's right here locally in town. I know there's some. So that'd be an actual location. That'd be an actual company that's looking for people to, to, to man jobs and to learn the trade. Um, But um, from there, I, what I'm worried about is that there isn't enough um, uh, facilities right now to train uh, young people into this field. So if what well, well, I would love to see it in a, at a high school level, maybe maybe even a middle, you know, the technical levels of uh, the technical training levels, uh, if you go to linear tech or something like yeah. that, where where a set of curriculum 
was was added so that would that would allow you to get certified i know of local companies that would be more than happy to 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 sponsor so you may not training. even have to pay for it and you, you may not have to even pay for it so that's pretty cool that's cool yeah and they they want people to get certified in, in certain uh, aspects of technology and, and, and what's neat about it is that they do that and they get certified yes they could work for bosch but they could work for other companies too they were not limited to yeah. just and they, so they could be their own business as well if they were interested there's some really good opportunities there i mean you think about that application where you know a big and a big enterprise like a like a kroger or home depot well you know for the for the most part these big companies they they will use another big company to deploy technology like like the Johnson Controls or Sensormatics of the world or, or Securitas and stuff like that. Well, a lot of these guys are using subcontractors. Sure. Okay, that's what they do. So, so, so your ability to get certified in this technology immediately makes you uh, an opportunity to run your own business. And it's not you, something that takes four years. Not at all. Not at all. Now you could, you could, as you begin to build a, a repertoire of solutions that you learned, and maybe so you could keep on keep getting on certified, get, keep on more getting certified. certified. It gives you more and more opportunity. But you could get a start with one. Absolutely, probably already get business. You, you, you'd probably be hiring them tomorrow if they had that. But they could keep getting more certifications. Absolutely, and, and then and then as they execute jobs, as they as they become more proficient at the the physical part of actually getting wires and devices in the right places in a building on a commercial scale, um, uh, you know that adds to your resume. Yeah, and understanding that resume, understanding how to build on that to become more. Uh, 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 marketable as a subcontractor to, to these big companies. Now you've got the makings of John of John's coaching, right? So right. To, as you begin, so when to, they start their own business, then then they need to reach out to John. He's going to get them going. Exactly. And then when they get the sales department going, then they need to talk to me. I, I think we can. We got we got these guys on a path here for some huge That's success. Right. You have the trifecta, right? Yeah, here. we got the trifecta. <laughs> now I, you got to let them know. I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this, uh, perhaps young people even uh, that may be in high school or just graduating. Like, oh, and this this is definitely something I'm interested in. How do they get hold of you? Well, that's that's fine. Yeah, it would be great for them to reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is pretty straightforward. It's Frank Thomas, the number four at us.bosch.com, frank.thomas4 at us.bosch.com. My cell phone, 404-274-8747. And more than happy to talk to anybody about this industry. I'm passionate about it. I love it. And, um, and, and I want to grow. Uh, uh, I, want, I want this area specifically uh, because it's my, back, my backyard. I want it to be uh, the mecca of of talented folks that can uh, can get into it, get into the industry. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, both of you, uh, for being on the show today. Man, that was some great stuff there. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to go on to uh, sales tip one, two, three with Gary Z. And this is where we have someone uh, that writes into me and they have some sales question and they're like, oh, I just don't know what to do. Can you help me out? And so we did get one here. Uh, this one is actually from Margaret. And uh, she said, dear Gary, I, I had a prospect of mine tell me they had a couple of other competitors and they would get back to me and that the price was crucial to their decision. What should I do? Oh, Margaret, uh, this is not uncommon. I think if we're in sales at any length of time, uh, we're going to get this from our prospects, uh, perhaps many times. Uh, and what it is, it's a tactic. 
and we can't hold it against them. They're just trying to be good stewards of their resources. And what they're trying to do is get a better price um, out of you. Uh, they're hoping by bringing an element of fear into it, they're going to be able to get that. So there's a little bit, first of all, uh, we've got competitors and it's a little bit, uh Oh, um, that kind of gets the, you know, adrenaline going. And then also we're really focusing on price. Uh, make sure that that proposal uh, is taking that into consideration. So that may, for some, they will lower the price because of that, uh, or they may discount because of that. All I can tell you, Margaret, don't do that. Don't do it. The best way to handle this is to level the playing field, level it. And the way to do that is to say, let's just pretend that the price is the same for everybody, same to the penny. If that were the case, who would you go with? And by the way, you can be candid with me. It may be, maybe us, it may not. And they'll say, well, I'll kind of think about it. Probably be you. And then you can say, well, why would that be? And they may say, for example, well, that you can get back to us within 24, uh, 24 hours. Everyone else says they'll get back to us whenever they can. We like the fact that you get back to us quickly. Oh, okay, but probably not worth spending more money for that, is it? And they may say, well, perhaps it would. Because if we're not responding quickly, we could lose clients. And you simply respond, yeah. A lot of people spend a little bit more to work with us for a very similar reason like that. But you're able to have that conversation by leveling the playing field. So, Margaret, uh, try that going forward. And whatever you do, uh, don't discount. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Good selling to everybody. 